Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sheila Shoga and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognize, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. Making positive choices when cooking and eating is something most of us strive for. So I'm delighted to say that for the month of December, I've teamed up with an Irish family-run company whose ethos is exactly that. I've been a big fan of Dr. Coy's health foods for years now. I use their stevia in my morning coffee every day, and their delicious chocolate is also full of nutritional benefits and gives you energy without the sugar crash. And to celebrate our partnership, they're offering 25% off their entire range of nutritional products. Simply go to their website, drkoys.ie, and use the code SHEILA25. This week, I chat to fitness trainer, gym owner, and entrepreneur, Leanne Moore-Behan. I, I lost my mum when I was really, really young, and I feel like sometimes the trauma from my childhood has carried into my adult life. I'm very good at hiding it. I'm very good at pushing it down and not releasing it. But the pain, when you push things down, and I, I mean pain like in a way of maybe loss or uh, yeah. things like that, when you push it down, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've you've just you've 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 held on to it. It's mm. not it's not gone anywhere. It's just been pushed down. And I think I did that for many years. And these books this year, whether the books chose me, I chose the books, or the books chose me, I don't know. But I have just gone on this journey with them this year. I I, I can honestly tell you, I am a different person than I was from March of 2020 to now, and this is December, um, a completely different person. I am far more chill, relaxed. 
I'm, I can honestly tell you for the first time in a long time, I actually feel genuinely happy. Leanne lives in Kildare with her husband, Dave, and their adorable dogs, Toby and Ben. And in this conversation, we reminisce about that time she won singing competition and hit TV show, You're a Star. Her mam and the beautiful legacy she left behind, the close bond with her sister, her new morning routine and how it's improved her life, following her instincts and trusting in signs. Leanne is a wonderful person and this is such an encouraging listen for anyone, but especially for those of you who are reassessing your careers. Here it is. Okay, let's go right back. I want to take you on a trip down memory lane. Oh, wowee. <laughs> let's go back 12 years in your life when you were on stage in the Helix and you were announced the winner of Eurostar. And I think that was the final season of Eurostar. It was. So I'm forever the winner because yeah. there's no one after that. So that was amazing. Yeah, I know. That was uh, such, uh, first of all, so long ago, 2008. It was the day before St. Patrick's Day, the 16th of March. I, c- I couldn't remember when St. Patrick's Day was there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since we celebrated it. Um, and um, and yeah, it was just such a journey. So I would have auditioned at the end of 2007 mm. in Galway, actually, and um, went to, knew I was into the live shows, went to um, a boot camp, which was held in the Avonrea in Blessington, which is gas because I thought we were in the middle of nowhere at the time because we were just put on this bus. We were driven round and round and round in circles to go to this boot camp. Yeah. And they stopped so many times on the road. And I was from Limerick. I'd never even probably stretched my legs outside Limerick at this point in my life. Um, and then I was up here in Dublin for this. They brought us out to Blessington, to the Avonrea. In hindsight, that's where my husband is from. And he was only across the lake from me that whole time, wow, which is go. mad. Mm. And uh, found out we went through to the live shows and then the live shows began in January. So it was literally a whirlwind. But um, I was definitely the one every week that people said, oh, sure, she'll go home this week now. I was just so nervous all the time. I'm not, I come across, I can really fake confidence, but I'm not a confident person. But are you being self-deprecating now? Okay. Honestly, I swear to goodness, I've never forget it. They were, they'd ask the, the creatives, you know, oh, you know, who might be going home this week? And it would always be, oh, it might be Leanne this week. So I'd have been like, oh yeah, it might be Leanne this week. She's going to have to go home. Wow, that's, um, that's tough to hear that and still be able to get up on stage ah, and, yeah, they had and to do, do it. brilliantly. It was, it was, it was part of the process <laughs> as well. But, um, but yeah, we had, I had a wonderful experience. I had a wonderful experience with Shinna Will as well and mm. Larry and the whole team there they're just incredible um, but that really just set me off in a new path in my life up until that point I thought I was going in one direction and that was basically the part where you know I went down this completely unforeseen path and uh, made all the choices that I made and let set me off into this exploration of everything that I didn't think was possible probably for me you know you've had that a few times in your career where you like at the beginning you said you were you were feeling like you were going down a certain path and then this came about that led you on a path for a few years and now you're on a completely different path now before we get to that um because you said at the beginning god if it feels like such a long time ago mm-hmm. and it is only 12 years I mean okay 12 <laughs> years relatively speaking is a significant chunk of time but in another way it's not that long but yet Life is really different. And you know that back in the day, like I presented You're a Star a few years previous to you uh, on the back of the charity version that was running at the time. And there may be people listening of a certain age that don't have a clue what we're talking about. But there was a period of of a few years in Irish culture where You're a Star was a really big deal. I just absolutely loved it. Um, 
Keith Duffy was my mentor on the was show. He, yeah. And I was the biggest boys on fan on the planet. <laughs> so this was my life made, like just getting Keith Duffy. Yeah, I can go home now. Great. <laughs> Thanks a million. Um, and in, in previous um, years that passed, then I worked with Keith again in Panto and stuff. So it's yeah. just it's just crazy how life unfolds like that. But yeah, it was it was definitely it was a Sunday night, kind of 6, 6.30 p.m. And you had to phone vote to win. And I remember going home. I actually went home on St. Patrick's Day the day after winning. And um, home to Limerick, home to Limerick and uh, driving down um, partially the M7 because it wasn't all done by then. So we were going through some of the towns and back in home and we're arriving down for the St. Patrick's Day parade. And they wanted me to come in and get involved in the parade. And I just oh, it was probably the most proud moment of my life was just driving down the streets. And you could just see people just going like, well done and giving a clap and. Um, the amount of people I'd say that I owe money to for telephone bills after that uh, <laughs> weekend is crazy. But I don't know, Limerick is just such an amazing, for a city, it's like a small town. Like it's just, they just, they really support you. Mm. They really always get in behind you. Even now to this day, I always feel the love. Like I'm home most weekends I have, or most weeks I have a business in Limerick now. So I'm, I still call it home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm home most weeks and um we we don't live there. I live in Kildare now. But um, yeah, it was just incredible time. It was uh, genuinely a moment that 12, 13 years ago that sticks out in my mind that I literally will never forget was mm. going home that next day and just being around and seeing people saying wonderful things. It was lovely. Mm, that is lovely. So from the Eurostar win, you went on to do Panto and loads of different beautiful things. Um, and and that was your life. That was your life for a period of years. So what happened was just before Eurostar, I'd taken a couple of years out. I'd just done my BA in Mary Mackler College in Limerick. I wanted to become a secondary school teacher. I wanted to teach English and religion. Uh, I knew what I wanted to do and it all mapped out, but I needed the cash, you know yourself, to get through college. So took a couple of years out. Uh, Eurostar happened in the midst of that. And then I ended up doing my postgrad in journalism and broadcast media in Griffith in Dublin instead. Um, and while I did that, I was I was pretty much one of those people who like really need to go out and make things happen. Like I just, I'm just like that. I love doing those kind of things. Um, so I went out and I, I remember coming home one day um, from college. I went, brought every single newspaper and magazine that was on the stall. I went home and I started looking through each and every one and thought to myself, I wanted to work in the entertainment kind of factor of it. Like, you know, uh, chatting to the celebs and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, so I brought every single newspaper and magazine. I said, right, I'm going to see where I fit into this. And then I wrote a load of CVs off that night and said, I, I think I could fit in here and I think I could fit in there. And I literally got a job the very next week oh, out of brilliant. it. Um, and, and I loved that job. So I worked in both print and online uh, journalism. Then I wrote, I worked on uh, uh, with TV3 um, at the time, Virgin Media Now, uh, with uh, as an entertainment reporter for Ireland AM and yeah. uh, loved it. Got to speak to so many cool people, got to, you know, fly here, there and everywhere. Just loved it. Um, but if I'm honest, I just at the end of like, what, six or seven years, I just could not make the ends meet. I couldn't. Mm. And that was causing me stress and anxiety. And it's very tough being freelance. Like, it's very tough. You've yeah. got to constantly be creating opportunities or waiting for opportunities to come and find you. Um, and I found maybe maybe it's a negative thing. I found the, the lack of control with that very hard to deal with. Mm. But it was only amplifying things 
that were underlying in me that maybe I hadn't addressed for many years before that. So it was amplifying those in my life and causing me to be just not a very happy person. And I was just done with that. I just needed a change. And by this time, we're up to 2014. And um, I had met my now husband the year before. And he said, you go to the gym every day. You're always around the fitness aspect. You've trained your whole life. Why would you not just become a trainer? And Mm. I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) Penny dropped. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why? So at this point now, I'm approaching 30 rapidly. And I'm like, wow, am I really going to throw seven years away climbing the ladder in one industry and start at the very bottom rung in another industry? That was terrifying to me. Um, But it was a chance and I and I took it at the start I think I was oh, well I'll blend the two I can still work freelance here and then I can start doing this here uh, very quickly I realized that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna wash I needed to really throw myself into this new industry in order to to kind of swim and uh and yeah just a month before my 30th birthday I qualified as a personal trainer did all my um exams and um my husband actually now my now husband (laughs) owned a gym at the time but I was like no I'm not working there I'm going to go and find somewhere else to work and I'm gonna I was like I'm absolutely not working with you that's just (laughs) and laughing now because that's all we do every single day is work together but um yeah at the time I just wanted to stand on my own two feet and find my own way with it all and uh, and that's what I did I had great help from his best friends are in the industry as well and they are gym owners as well um they own uh, One Life Fitness and uh yeah, no, they 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 really helped me out as well. So I had lovely people around me uh, that helped me with that transition. But my God, it's not an easy transition. But if it's something that you feel like you have to make, you just have to go for it. Mm. You just have to bite the bullet and go for it. You strike me as somebody who's good at following their gut instinct, because when you talk about like what you wanted to do initially, not many people when they come out of doing the Leaving Cert have such a clear idea of what they want to do in college and certainly what they want to do for a living. But say saying that you wanted to be an English and a religion teacher, yeah. like you were so clear. Yeah. And yet that changed and you decided, OK, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to I'm going to go into the singing, the entertainment, see where that goes. And then when when the seed was sown with you about looking at, at fitness as, as, as a way of, of making a living, you also felt like you had this light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. So are you good at reading signs and trusting, I'm, I'm going to give this a go? Oh, I think everything is a sign. I am so tuned in with that kind of thing. It's, um, it's sometimes too my, my downfall, but I do think everything is a sign. The, the, the reason I wanted to become a teacher at the time was I had an amazing teacher in secondary mm. school. His name was Mr. McGrath. Um, in Killaloo in St. Anne's in County Clare and he was incredible he was my agricultural science teacher and um, he also helped me with maths and stuff like that so we just there was there was a group of friends and we we just he's just one of those people who just changed your life and kind of just amazing memories and um, I just thought I need to help another person the way that I was helped in school like that. So that was incredible for me. And that's where that journey came from. And it it must be something in our family because my sister is now a teacher. Mm. So she's uh, she followed that. Now she's a primary school teacher, but um, she followed that same um, vein. Mm. Um, I think there's something there, but I do think there's something teachery about my job now, though. Um, When I'm teaching classes uh, in fitness, I think it's still in me that that little that little piece. So that's where I think it came from. It was instilled from, although I was as 
a child, definitely the child with the blackboard and the batha out and like <laughs> <laughs> uh, chalk on the board and teaching my dolls new tricks every day, <laughs> definitely. But um, yeah, I think that's where I came from. And I suppose you're combining, you know, the maybe the, the teaching instinct that maybe you have naturally combined with your comfortable nature at, at, at being a a show person, a singer, a performer, being on stage, because what you're doing now with your online classes, there is an element of of the performance about yeah, it. I say this all the time. I'd be dancing on the screen yeah, and everything. But it comes so naturally to you. So you're teaching because you have to teach the moves, but you're performing as well. Yeah. Now you're being completely yourself, but there's an element of, I suppose what I'm trying to get at is that you're completely at ease in that space where somebody else who might be terrified about they might have the skills and the you know the knowledge in terms of the moves and the fitness moves and they might be really good on a one on one but the idea of doing an online class to a load of people watching might terrify them whereas it's your comfort zone yeah it's so odd because years ago people used to ask me what do you do and I used to hate that question oh, yeah. because <laughs> it's know. so hard to answer I still get uncomfortable by that one. Oh, it's so hard to answer and so uh, they used to ask me what do you do and I used to describe it as well I kind of do like um, a patchwork quilt of things and someday it'll be beautiful and make a lot of sense <laughs> um, but just not this day just not right now um, and I finally it is feel right like it's it come is. together yeah. this year so really weirdly Sheila I thought the name Live by Leanne is a new thing that I started this year it's online classes I thought of this name two years ago and made a little logo in my phone and it came up on my phone um, memories you know the way you have a time yeah. hop it came up the other day and I was like oh my goodness that was two years ago but I, I knew I wanted to do something where I was helping people with their fitness goals but I didn't exactly know how I wanted to do it and it just happened this okay, year. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. Have you been manifesting Lift by Leanne? So is it, it, without maybe realizing it since yeah, then? So I used to have a screensaver on my phone and the three things on my phone were um, a, a symbol for health because my health is always number one, the thing I want to do, a yeah. microphone because I wanted to sing more. And the third thing was Lift by Leanne and it was my screensaver on my phone. And that's the image that popped up again on my time hop. And that was like two years ago. So that's insane that I was thinking of it. Yeah. But at the time, didn't know where it fitted in. We just opened gyms at the time. I was so busy and I was just, where can this fit in in my life? I don't know how I want to do it. I just know that I want to help people that maybe are the portion of the market that can't get out of the house to go to the gym so regularly. or um, And then it just... 2020, it's the year that keeps giving for me. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Because it's I've been amazing. talking to a lot of different people who have completely different experiences of this year. I've really enjoyed this year. And I know it's really tough. We've had businesses that closed down. Sure. And I'm totally, I, I totally get it. I, mm. I feel for it. I mean, I was, I feel for people. I walked through NACE. I've walked through wherever it is that we're going. And I see that there's businesses and that they've been under immense pressure. I, I genuinely, you couldn't have a more sympathetic approach I really couldn't have but I for me personally sure for a personal standpoint like outside of our businesses and outside of work I've just found it a bit of a blessing to be able to step back and to find me for a second and not have to worry about all of those other things that I constantly had to be thinking about every day that were taking away from the fact that I actually wasn't fully me yet I know that sounds really abstract and no, it crazy it it's doesn't. been a very tough year yeah, and I'm yeah. not taking that back from anybody but for me personally it's been a time where I've taken a step and just gone I need to fix a few things here and actually had the time to fix them and um, 
and I, I, I'll forever be grateful for that. Let's talk about that, because when you when you speak about that screensaver, I have to say I, I just got goosebumps because you talk about health, you talk about singing and you talk about Lift by Liam, things that you have been really working on. And I suppose they've just come into alignment for you this year because you're back singing. I, I love seeing you singing on Instagram. Uh, my neighbours don't think it's right because <laughs> our walls are paper thin, but you know. You're a belter. <laughs> no, I can't sing quietly. It's, it's, I'm not able. I need to stand 10 feet back from the microphone. <laughs> like, it's just, I can't sing. I'd well, love Leanne, to have that control. But... Luckily, you can stand six feet back from this microphone. <laughs> not a hope, Sheila. Would you give us an old bar? <laughs> nope. I can't sing as me. Like, if any of my family are sitting around, my, just my direct family, sing us a song, Liang. Absolutely not. Okay. No way. Pretend you are Francesca <laughs> Murphy <laughs> and you're from Ecuador. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no okay, we'll get back to Not this day, Sheila. Right, so anyway, so the, so the health, the singing, the lift by Leanne. Uh, this year has been a huge, huge year of uh, self-reflection for you. And I see you on Instagram inspiring me and everyone who follows you um, to adopt really positive changes into into their lives, Mm. into your life. So, um, yeah, what have been the biggest enlightening moments for you this year? Um, I think, well, first of all, when we were we were giving the the lockdown uh, back in March, I was definitely of the the, the, the train of thought that this is the time now to start putting the things in place that I didn't have time to do before because I genuinely honestly thought I don't have the time to do that. Um, I have a very good friend, uh, Siobhan uh, O'Hagan. She's been doing this morning routine for so long. She's like, Leanne, these change your life. You, you have to try it. You have to give it a go. I was like, I, I just don't have time for that. Like, I just don't. Um, but the point was I started to make time. Mm. Um, so my morning routine in a quick nutshell, uh, starts with uh, a little bit of yoga, like no more than 10 or 15 minutes uh, on my mat. My neighbours all think I'm mad looking in the window and um, followed by a coffee and reading some books. And my my reason for putting those suits in place were yoga because I, 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 I train every single day. So you wake up feeling tighter some mornings and I want the body to move, you know, in the way it's supposed to move for as long as I can get it to move that way. Mm. Um, so I decided to, to start this little habit. And then the reading was... You know, I couldn't have told you the last time I actually picked up read and finished a book before uh, I started reading this year. And now I'd say my red bookshelf has about 20, 25 books on it. And that's incredible to that me. That is phenomenal. Um, but in, as somebody who struggles to get through a book, yeah. I'm going to be totally honest because I normally and I totally get it. Because I pick up I the am. book at night. Yeah. And I, 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 I just get tired. So is it is it a good time then when you're you're sitting up, you're alert. So I found the mornings a little bit easier for me for because like that, I would try to read a book and, you know, I could watch Netflix for three hours at night, but you try to read a book and I'm asleep within a page. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the morning was just better. And it doesn't, har- it doesn't harm that I'm drinking a cup of coffee while I'm reading it. So that helps a little bit. But I've just, by default, I, I, I didn't mean for this to happen, but I started choosing books that, you know, maybe somebody recommended to me or maybe I was just going, oh, I really like the sound of that one. And it just took me off on this little kind of a a journey this year. Mm. And I actually, like, I, I, I lost my mom when I was really, really young. And I feel like sometimes the trauma from my childhood has carried into my adult life. I'm very good at hiding it. I'm very good at pushing it down and not releasing it. But the pain when you push things down and I I mean pain like in a way of maybe loss or uh, things like that when you push it down that doesn't necessarily mean that you've 
you've just you've 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 held on to it. It's mm. not it's not gone anywhere. It's just been pushed down. And I think I did that for many years. And these books this year, whether the books chose me, I chose the books or the books chose me, I don't know. But I have just gone on this journey with them this year. I, I, I can honestly tell you, I am a different person than I was from March of 2020 to now. And this is December. Um, a completely different person. I am far more chill, relaxed. I'm, I can honestly tell you for the first time in a long time, I actually feel genuinely happy. Oh, wow. So that's what that's this year, great. that's why I say 2020 has been a gift for me. Um, and I'm not taking away from the struggle it was for anybody else because it was a struggle for us in, in certain parts of our mm, lives. Mm. Um, but just for me personally, I needed this year. I just didn't know I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, anytime because we've kind of got to know each other particularly well in the last few years. But yet in a previous lifetime, like I remember you interviewing me. I remember this day. You were so kind to no, me. No, you were so lovely. And this is this is why I think people connect to people is straight away I knew because you, you make up your mind whether it's the right right sometimes the instinct is correct sometimes it isn't yeah. sometimes you think somebody is wonderful and maybe you learn about them maybe they're not so wonderful or vice versa but I yeah. instantly liked you because I knew you anyway um but I also felt like decency pouring out of you so I was found it very easy to talk to you um and I knew you weren't going to do a hatchet job on me, which unfortunately in the past, yes, there have been journalists. That was, that was that, the hardest part of my job was yeah. that you had to, you had to, there, there are people who will, you know, maybe write some things that are difficult to, to, to read. Um, yeah. But I was, and I sometimes found that accurate, difficult. Yes. <laughs> which, which would really frustrate <laughs> me where I was like, I didn't actually say that. Or that is completely taken out of context. Yes. But, but it was great that the person I met again in that context that day and then seeing the article was a complete synergy, which was lovely. Um, what is my point saying this? I think what I'm trying to say is that when people meet you, they meet this wonderfully open, smiley, warm human being who's full of personality. But we never really know what's going on behind the scenes yeah. or how somebody is feeling. So you saying that this year you feel you know, content and happy in yourself versus what you were feeling like last year. Mm. Can we talk about the Leanne from March last year? Yes. And maybe how you were feeling or what was going on for you. They didn't feel like you were in a good headspace or as good as you are now. Yeah, well, I think uh, first and foremost, I think for many, many, many years, my my sister, who is my best friend in life, Katie, um, and my aunties and, you know, my close family have been saying, Len, you really should go and talk to somebody because I don't think as a child, well, our mom passed away when I was eight. My sister was three. And I, I really don't think back then, you like... You, you don't deal with things when you're that young. I, I don't personally think for me in my situation, I don't think I did. I'm an awful person for generalizing things, so I need to bring it back to me. <laughs> no, but also I think maybe there's a lot more knowledge um, yeah. out there now in terms of counseling for children going through loss. Yeah. But maybe back then. No, there, there's an there amazing, wasn't. there's amazing um, a place in Limerick called the Children's Grief Centre. And I do a little bit of work with them as well. Um, but yeah, so th things like that. Um, and I don't think I... You know, as you get older and you go through, you're like, ah, I'm fine. I'm grand. I'm grand. You know, like it's it's all good. But I don't think you ever really understand the depth of how something like that can affect you. And I'm not trying to uh, people, you know, I hate this thing when you're watching um, TV shows or when you're watching something and it says something like, you know, oh, the Saras, the sob story or the Saras story. It's absolutely not. It's an event that completely shaped that person's life. Or in yeah. this instance, it completely shaped me and my sister's life. Um uh, it brought us closer, which is amazing. Like she's, I talked to her multiple times a day. <laughs> she 
<laughs> and if I can't get through to her, I call her husband Jamie. So I'm really bad. <laughs> um, but she's she lives in Limerick, so we're we're not close by. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a thing that has shaped us. Um, and I think that 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 maybe hurt or pain or, or loss wasn't dealt with fully by me. I think I just pushed it down for many, 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 many years. And I just find it so freeing and wonderful to talk about my mother and to talk about all the amazing things that she did, by the way. Mm. She's just so cool. Um, and I think that that's this year has allowed me to do that a little bit more, maybe to realize that I was maybe pushing it down in certain ways. Like sometimes I feel if I celebrate her birthday on Instagram or her anniversary or something that I feel like people will be like oh churchy because she's but it's just it's my way of celebrating like if 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 my mom was still alive I'd be posting yeah, pictures I don't of her on Instagram and, yeah. and things like that so I just I, I it's my way of celebrating her of being near to her um, and then this year in March because I have a reading chair now because you yes. know I read every day and it's by the front window of the house and I, as true as I'm sitting here, Sheila, there is a robin that comes to that window every single day that there's something on my mind. Now, maybe it comes every day and I just don't notice. <laughs> but mm. on the days that there's something on my mind. So, for example, this morning I was sitting down. I was like, oh, I'm very nervous now about this. I'm very nervous. I've never been you know, properly having a chat on a podcast like about my life. That's so weird. Um, and then the little robin just flew down and perched itself outside the window. And I was like, all right, mom. Thanks very much. Aww. I know it's going to be fine now. So um, there we go. Me and my signs. I love my signs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the symbolism of the robin is one that is universal um, and people take so much comfort from it mm. that the robin is, is, is basically a manifestation of, of that person's spirit here yeah. in the world. I know. I truly believe it. Yeah. But I truly believe that. Um, and I've been like this for many, many years where I can talk to my mom about everything and I truly believe she can hear me and I truly believe that whether she gives me a sign that I would interpret as a sign or not um but um yeah it's just it this year has given me the chance to realize that I hadn't dealt with a lot of that stuff that I thought sure it was years ago of course I've dealt with mm. this I'm grand like look at me I can talk about my mom but that doesn't mean that you've dealt with the pain of it or you've dealt with the trauma from past experiences whatever they may be um, so that's what uh, that's what I was dealing with before March. I think that's the type of person I was, whether I knew it or not. Things would set me off really quickly. I was I, I still stress quite easily, but less, and I'm able to catch it now before okay, I go, you know, downward spiral. Um, and I had I had short fuse um, for really? for some things. Yeah, I would never especially known that about with you. my poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think I wasn't. I was. I was. There was times where I'd be riddled with anxiety, like just all these things where clearly the energy in me wasn't right. Something was off. Something was blocked. Something wasn't. And now I just feel a relief. Yeah, mm. I feel like it's all just been one big blessing. Mm. Um, and and everybody's noticed around me as well, which is good, especially my husband. <laughs> Great. It is hard work when you start to kind of uh, turn the light inward and you start to examine yourself and do that self-analysis, self-reflection, whatever you want to call it, isn't it's it? It's so scary. It is. It's, it's, it's tough. It's terrifying. But it's um, so worthwhile. But it, exactly. Mm. And it takes time. And like I said, I don't think I'd have given myself the time. Um, I've tried many different things over the years. I won't go into them now because, you know, what works for me will not work for this for somebody else and vice versa. But... Uh, this year, this is what my morning routine has given me. It's and is that it? Me. It was it was it was the reading of the books, the morning routine that brought you. It's given to me these this pocket of space 
for okay. me in the morning. Yeah. Um, that's my time. And I, I sometimes sit in my chair just with my coffee in my hand, book on my lap and just go, oh, I just I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy. And I don't think I could have said that before March. So yeah. it is really topical because a lot of people are talking about and they have been talking about it for many years. But particularly, I think this year, there's an awareness to the importance of having healthy routines that make us feel better. And obviously, minding our mental well-being is so important. A few weeks ago, I spoke to Brian Penny and he's yes. running these courses online. And one of them is is effectively having productive mornings and adopting a morning routine. One of, one of the techniques he talks about is this thing called a Mavic technique, which is so, it's so effective. And I did it the first morning for a very short time, but I felt so much better within a few short minutes. I think I only did it for about seven minutes, but it's, it's Mavic. So meditation, affirmation, visualization, inner child work and gratitude. But in a very short time, I felt so much better. And I could have spent 20 minutes scrolling on Instagram, whereas seven minutes of just me time brought so much more to my entire day than yeah. than whatever amount of time I waste on social media. It's, it's just hard creation. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The habit. Yeah, and, and I've heard you speak before about having to be consistent with it. Yeah, I, I read a book called Atomic Habits right back at the start. It yeah. just, it just light bulb for me. For for me, I can go to bed at all different times because our businesses are open till quite late. It depends on where we are in the country. And there was no set routine. And I was there going, oh, well, I can't get up at 6 a.m. and do this because, you know, I'll be wrecked because I'm going to have to get into bed at 12 or whatever it was. Um, and some people are going, six hours sleep, you lucky dog. <laughs> but for me, it was just basic little things. He was like, in that instance there, he was like, don't tie your routine to a time, tie it to another action. So I was like, Oh, so clever. So I get up, that's the action. And then I'm going to start my mm. morning routine. So it doesn't have to be. So if I get up at 10 o'clock after a lion, I don't have to. Uh, 
this is the morning routine sure I'm after sleeping it in it's gone whatever it is so just a little penny drop again moment with that book I loved that book okay. so you, you've spoken about your mom and you were eight when she passed away and yeah. your sister was only three three yeah what are your memories of her um, I have actually, it's so funny because I don't know whether some of my memories are memories or if they're memories of a photograph, which is, it's actually quite sad when you think of it that way. But I do have a very vivid memory um, of my mom was quite sick at the time and uh, their bedroom was at the front of the house and I would jump into bed with her and we would watch Grease. Oh. And I used to always tell her, I'm going to get to play um, Sandy one day um, and I'm going to play Sandy and I'm going to be in the show and all the rest of it and she'd say jump out there now and put on my heels and do the tell me about it stud so I'd jump out of the bed and I would be there tell me about it stud and she'd keep rewinding it back for me to do it again oh. and again and again I'll remember that but I did get to play Sandy yeah. in Greece then in Cork Opera House um, a few years back God that must that was the year I met Dave so seven years ago um, but oh, yeah, that must have been such a moment it, for it you. was I was so proud to be in that role I loved that role um, but that's one of my most vivid memories um, of my mom. Uh, but it's so funny. We have I have such uh, clear memories of the time when she passed as well, because it was so unusual to us because she had recorded a song. She'd actually gone on the Jerry Ryan show in November of 1992 mm. and said that she was terminally ill. And I have the recording of this, that she's speaking to Jerry Ryan. And it's just so amazing. And I actually got to meet him afterwards and thank him oh, really? and as a child we were just so elated to be meeting Jerry Ryan um, and uh, she asked him to help her with releasing a single that she wanted to raise money for cancer research and uh, it's so funny because in Limerick everybody knows the story and they all come to me and say oh I knew your mom and I bought the tape and it's amazing because Warner Music came to our house and, um, to our front room and recorded the song with my mom because she was quite sick at the time and um, she died on the 16th of January, which I believe was a Saturday. And then the following Saturday, the song went to number one for five weeks. Um, and at the time in 1993, I think she raised £20,000 for the Incredible. cancer research in the Matter Hospital. But um, I just thought that was so amazing. And then like at that time, I remember everything happening. I mean, we had like we had like RT News coming to the house to, to and she had only just passed a week before. So it was just a really incredible gift that she left us mm. with because it it nearly made it a little bit you weren't sitting at home with your feeling your grief you were surrounded by all of this wonderful thing that she had done by um releasing a tale we we were invited to meet um Mary Robinson the president at the time and we were invited up to Jerry Ryan who presented us with um her her plaque for her triple platinum uh, single and it was just amazing she's just and like uh, to this day there's people that say send me gorgeous messages on Instagram and Facebook and saying how they remember her um, which is incredible seeing as you know it was 28 years ago next month so that's mm. incredible that she's still like very much vivid in people's memories um, but I, I was very young so I, of course I think she's amazing because she was my mum but um other people for her to have impacted other people in that way it's mm. beautiful to hear that mm. because I don't know I think it's a lovely I love hearing their memories because it nearly makes them my memories then as well so it's cool it's amazing I'm yeah. um, I'm just hanging on your every word it's it's uh it's absolutely gorgeous but so bittersweet as well yeah do you have memories of her singing 
Yes, my mum used to, uh, she used to gig a lot and uh, I was allowed to go to one or two of those gigs. I think back then you were allowed to have kids in the pubs, maybe you weren't told to anything. <laughs> um, and uh, she had, she wrote um, her tracks that she eventually released, uh, those two tracks, but she had wrote them uh, prior and she was still gigging at the time and she would invite me up onto the stage to sing them with her. So I, I got a couple of chances to sing oh, Life wow. Without You to on a stage with her, and which is amazing. Um, and she used to sing to me and my sister all the time, you know, that you are my sunshine. So I remember her singing those songs to me. Um, and it was so funny, actually, myself and my sister and my sister's little uh, boy, who's the love of my life, <laughs> Christian. Uh, we went to Disneyland a few years ago, Disney. Disneyland in Paris mm. and uh, we were, three of us were standing in a queue waiting as you do in Disneyland you queue a lot um, and there was a lady and a gentleman in front of us with their child and they just started singing You Are My Sunshine and the three of us because Christian knows the story of the song the three of us were looking at each other like oh. wow that's so incredible so we took it as another sign yeah. that she was with us on that day so that was cool <laughs> So those songs that she recorded do you have a recording of them? Yes I do. And I've just recently put them up onto a private thing on YouTube for and shared it with the family because back then we had cassettes, you know, and I mean, you'd be hard pushed to find a cassette player yeah. now. So it was two songs that featured. Yes, it was a double A side single, um, Life Without You and This Time. And um, Life Without You is a song that most people would remember. Um, but that was, yeah, it was a double A side. So it went to number one for five weeks. It was amazing. Let's play a little snippet of it now. Again, I can only rely on basically what my my aunties and uncles and stuff um, fill me in on because I'd say I was protected from a lot of it as a child as well. But um, I believe that uh, she went into remission for a year or two and then it it came back. I think it started with um, cancer of the stomach, um, but unfortunately just it it spread. Um, And then she was she was only 32 when she was told that, you know, um, you've only got months to live so um at that point as i said she she made it her dream to to release the song and that kept her going and and um i remember all that time so vividly and then in the january yeah she passed away so she was in milford hospice in limerick which is an amazing um they do amazing um work in there and uh um i remember it fondly um of going back years after um just to to say thank you see mm. see the place again yeah. and help them with little fundraisers that they might have been doing uh but yeah that's uh i think it was i think it was her choice to to be there as well because she didn't want us to be afraid if she had passed at home okay. um which was which kind of makes me sad when i think about it because i hope that she was okay <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it was, it's, I suppose, yeah, at that age, probably my biggest regret is I didn't go to see her before she died. Um, I get a little upset now. <laughs> I was just too young. I didn't understand and I was afraid. Yeah, of course. You're only eight. You're only a baby. Yeah. But I know she knows that mm. I am talk I chat to her every day. So Yes, of, <laughs> of course, and she's with you. Yeah. Mm. I think you're very like your mum, are you? Um, a lot of people say that I am, but they more so say that my sister is. Okay. Um, my sister has that, you know, that sort of amazing energy where you can just make a quick joke or jibe out of everything. Like she's hilarious. I belly laugh when I'm with her. <laughs> like FaceTime screenshots of the two of us are literally just those really ugly laughing faces. <laughs> the best kind. Where we are like, and she'll say, I'm keeping this one out to post on your birthday <laughs> or something. Uh, but she's very, very like my mom. All my, um, my mom's sister, my mom has a huge family. She's got three sisters and four brothers and they all say the same about her. And my sister was a very sporty person. Like she played all the sports and so did my mother. Uh-huh. Whereas I, okay, I'm a fitness trainer, but I actually never, well, I played basketball. I was the shortest person on my team, but I played <laughs> basketball when I was younger. But, um, yeah, my my sister is more so like my mom and even looks very, very like her. I, even as she's getting, my sister is 30. God, she'll kill me if I get this wrong. 31 now? She's 31 now. So she's around the age that we that people would have remembered my mom. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and you, yeah, I just think she looks so like her. Yeah. Are you protective of your sis? Oh, dear goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be. I mean, she's she's well able to stand on her own two feet, but I'm extremely protective of her. I mean, I can yeah. go from not to very angry and I don't get angry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's she's definitely still my like she, it's so funny for uh, she's still my baby sister. But somewhere in the last maybe two, three years, she became the older sister for a while where she was like, you know, uh, taking on that role. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's incredible. We, we both have each other's backs completely. And I think we're just both, she's my best friend. I don't know if she'll tell you that she, I'm hers, but she's definitely my best friend. Yeah. So when we met many, many years ago, we would never have predicted that years later we'd be sharing a stage. I know. Um, yeah. As part of wellness event bill that we both absolutely love. It's such a brilliant, it's a brilliant day. And it's great to see what Avian and Sharon are doing with it now moving it online. But um, you blew me away when you were on stage and you very, I suppose you just opened your heart to everyone in the room when you expressed what you had been going through on a personal level. Mm. And I know we've spoken about this, you know, privately ourselves, that you're OK to talk about this. And, you yeah. know, I've been that soldier, too. So I've had two miscarriages and unfortunately, you've also experienced two of them. Yes. Um, and it's so it's just as you mentioned, Bio, there, it, isn't it just... You, you feel such a safe space to, to absolutely, which is what you do as well, by the way, with this with this podcast. It's so beautiful. I think you you're able to you're able to feel comfort to have the chats with you. And I just I think that's what's the essence, the beauty of it. Oh, thank um, you. But yeah, so it, it was 2018. Um, and I and I've and I've been quite open about this. We had a miscarriage uh, in early 2018 um the the first one and I to that point I just think that one just floored me completely because and this is just so 
nearly ignorant of me, but I was genuinely that unaware that it happened. Genuinely mm-hmm. did not know that this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and yeah, I was just completely taken aback. I was obviously devastated. I mean, uh, it's such a thing that you go through in silence. Now, we have an amazing family around us. They were all there. So I don't mean when I say in silence, I don't mean from my family, but I certainly mean that, you know, you still have to go about your, your days and your weeks and meet other people and yeah. people that don't know anything. And it's just the silence of it was so deafening for me that I was, I just felt I had to say what was happening because I was, it was nearly that thing of, again, perhaps I had all of this other traumas built up in my life that this one was just like, no, I can't keep another thing in. Like Mm -hmm. I need to let it out and speak about it. And not only just for me, but like, what about other people who have gone through this and not been able to release or let go or so I just felt that was something that I needed and wanted to do um, um, at that time. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, and it helped a lot of people. I mean, you know, obviously, I think when you speak openly like that, it's really difficult, but it can hopefully help you. But also it has the domino effect of helping other people because it's, unfortunately it's so common. And this is something I genuinely did not know that yeah, okay. like is. And that's shocking to me that I could have been that unaware is shocking to me. Um, but you're not on your own in that. No, that's and, so I, and I that found is, again, out that in hindsight that is very again. Common. Yeah, people um, don't realize. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a, a funny old road. I I think um, unfortunately we had a second miscarriage that same year. Um, at that point, I started probably to more so um, feel it for David. Um, I just I just didn't. I'm very good at processing my emotions. I cry a lot <laughs> and I'm and I'm, I don't mind crying. Mm. I think it's very healthy. Yeah, big time. But, you know, sometimes it's hard for other people to process theirs. And I was worried for Dave that I was letting him down or that I was, you know, our, our friends and family and people around us, they were all going through those stages where they were having uh, babies and um, pregnancies and um and that was kind of difficult at that time so i worried i think more so for him but um he is one the bane of my life and two the rock of my life uh he is just incredible like he doesn't allow first of all he's like you should talk to people about it you should tell your story you should do Mm. this um and you know it's his story as well and i didn't want to be you know, just because I felt like talking about it or releasing it, I didn't want it to be a thing that if he didn't want to. Mm. Uh, but he's just so supportive. He's 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 just such a good person. Um, uh, so after those two experiences, I just I, I I just needed to be us again for I a while. I get you. I get you. Yeah. And uh, and we got married the following year, mm. and um, and taken us up to to now and. Um, it's just we're at a process now I suppose again I've not spoken about this at all but I suppose again it's important because there's going to be a huge uh, percentage of people who are in the same boat but Mm. it's just not happening as quickly as we might like or or hoped or dreamed yes yes but I am and I and I've spoken to you about this I fully 
mm-hmm. with all of my heart and soul, believe yeah. that it is going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, and I can't explain where that comes from. And I can't explain why I'm so sure or this. I just in 2020, again, I lost the fear of it. Maybe it's not going to happen for us or I, I just it's just not there. The fear is gone. I am so sure. Yeah, and, much. you know, you know how many times people in the process of trying for a baby, people will tell you to relax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it has the absolute opposite <laughs> yeah, yeah, effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't relaxed. I am chilled out about it now. Um, I that is not to say that it is not tough month after month when it doesn't happen. Mm. And I feel that every single month and I'll definitely have a cry. <laughs> but in the gen, I, I know it's there. I know that it's meant for me. And I just, I really, truly believe it. And I don't know where that belief comes from, but I just have it. Well, you're a believer of divine timing. Yes, I really as I, am. As am I. I really am. Yeah. I believe, think, again, like things happen at their time for yeah. a reason mm-hmm. for them to be happening at that time. And, you know, who knows what 2021 will bring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you've I suppose you're you have made 2020 count when for a lot of people listening. This has been such a struggle for them, but maybe next year can be their 2020 in the sense of the experience you've had. Maybe Absolutely. if they start implementing small changes that you can get to a place where you feel more content and more able for things. Um, But building on what you've already been doing. So you have your morning routine and I know Sundays are also really precious to you. Like I call them princess days at home. (laughs) Princess days. (laughs) It's got a little in joke. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I say to David, no, no, no. Do you wear a tiara? I can, uh, you know, I just about, (laughs) I I was watching The Crown (laughs) recently. So, uh, you know, I may invest. No, um, I just, you know, if if anybody asks, sorry, Sunday is my princess day. I don't know where princess day came from, by the way. It just <laughs> it just manifested as that name. It should just be called sacred Sunday or Leanne's day or whatever it is. Princess um, day. But, you I know, now it. the whole country knows it's princess day. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a tiara now. You are. Um, so, yeah. So basically, it's just a day where I try not to do any work because Brilliant. being self-employed, you could work every hour of the day and it mm-hmm. still is not enough. Um, and I just say no to working on Sundays. And, and that's not always easy to say no. It's not. Oh, my yeah. goodness, it's not. And there's some people say, well, I can do it Sunday. And I'm like, oh, goodness, I can't. They'll be like, why? Princess Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do I you actually know. give that answer? Please, um, t- please tell me you do. Uh, well, I, I've said it to my inner circle. <laughs> imagine, imagine if like somebody you don't know, a professional is booking you for some work. You want to do some event. And why can't you do Sunday? It's it's Princess Day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Princess Day. Like, when she says it out loud, what, what? it just sounds ridiculous. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, God. But it's important to have boundaries. Yes. So it, that's basically what it is. You know, about, in adult speak, it's a boundary. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am only starting in the past, like, because you know that since my, I suppose, since my cancer experience and kind of going on my voyage of discovery, yes. of self-discovery, I have learned that there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't implementing in my life and boundaries being a big one. Yes. Um, healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. not building walls, but having the strength in yourself to honor yourself, to say, this isn't good for me. This isn't good for my life. Note this. Yes to this. 
but and be able to stand over it and have comfort knowing is this is ultimately going to be the right thing, not just for me, but for those around me. So the benefit is obviously in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I see. I just have such a great um, pillar of friends as well who are all very like minded. Yeah. One of my very good friends is Richard. Um, and he's he's the person who will always be like this. You need to protect your space. You need to, you know, say no to things if you yeah. need to say no to them. And I'm passing that now on to my sister who can be the uh, she's younger than me as well. So um, she's uh, she'll do absolutely anything. She'll go, 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 go until she's absolutely wrecked. And I'm like, you have to say no. Mm. And in a way, this Sundays is the space I've given myself to be like, if I want to get up and climb Kirkpatrick, I will. But if I want to lie in bed and watch Netflix, I will. Mm. And, you know, it's just whatever I need, whatever is going to recharge me on that specific day. And the reason I gave it like a full day was because I'm not very good and I've and I've tried and failed to cut off at 7 p.m. or like to, you know, and it's not possible all the time. Um, on Sundays, yeah. our businesses do close that little bit earlier as well. So it's kind of a little bit more, OK, relax. Everything is, <laughs> you know, a little bit fine. Um, but generally, we're open seven days a week uh, in the gyms. So it's work seven days a week then or at least on call, you know, that kind of way. So yeah. we've... Um, We've um, just had to put that little bit of time and space. I'm, del- I'm delighted aside. for you and it's great. And we're, we're look, I'm very much on a similar page. Um, and I think that has been one of the unexpected gifts of, of this pandemic, which is that normally I would have been booked for a lot of work at the weekends and um, seeing events or giving talks. And they obviously, obviously a lot of stuff kind of came, came back virtually but also a lot of stuff was kind of pre-recorded during the week, which means that my weekends are back to being my weekends. So like yeah. on Sunday mornings, I make pancakes. Myself and Colin make pancakes. We always have pancakes every single morning on well, a Sunday. Well, as soon as we're allowed to visit, I am coming over. Yes. Yeah. What are the plans for Christmas? This Christmas, we are actually going to have Christmas in our house. Um, and we are going to have uh, our good friend, Sean up with us um, so we're just going to have a small little Christmas get together I think it was a little bit difficult navigating um, you know how many people can yeah, be in course. the household this year it is tough and it's things tough. like that and yeah. managing family expectations and and everybody's feelings around this time can sometimes be a bit different because so yeah. I think a lot of families are having a lot of struggles about what is Christmas 2020 going to look like absolutely um, I usually spend Christmas Eve in Limerick just um, getting to see some of my family and then uh, come up to, um, well, we used to live in Dublin now in Kildare and uh, my sister just moved into her new house as well. So she's going to have Christmas there with her family, which is amazing. Sometimes we used to do this thing called pretend Christmas where we would have Christmas a week early with Katie and her family and me and Dave. Um uh, but uh, just with her moving in this year, I don't think pretend Christmas is going to happen. Oh. But sure, look, we'll Next still do year. all. Exactly, Next exactly. Year. It's a funny old one this year. It really is. But um, I think that, you know, it's still, it's still, um, it'll still be Christmas. It's just not as, you know, what we're used to it yeah. as being. Yeah. Um, and and that's okay. go with the flow with that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think the, the, the most important thing is that we get, hopefully not everybody will, unfortunately, but as, as many of us that can get, you know, get ourselves safely into the new year, healthy and well, and particularly those that are vulnerable and our older generation, as long as we can keep them safe until the vaccine is widespread. Absolutely. That's what we need. You it's know. little sacrifices, but yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, they're, you know, we, we can all do them. We yeah. can. So 2021, what is on uh, the plan, the list? 
Oh my goodness. I don't, I, and I heard you saying in um, uh, your chat with Marin a few weeks ago that she bought herself a sparkly diary and everything. I was like, Jesus, I haven't even thought about the fact that 2021 is in three weeks time. I have an appointment booked in for March. Imagine. What? Yeah, I know. I know, Matt. I genuinely don't it, think that's far ahead. There I'm... are a lot of gaps. Let's be honest. There, <laughs> there are a lot of gaps. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm... you can put in pancakes with Leanne there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I genuinely don't have any, um, like, hard set plans. January is always our busiest month of the mm. year. But, like, who knows what January will bring this year? Because, um, obviously, with, with the government guidelines and everything, um, it's it's a little bit trickier. Uh, but January is always a busy time for us. And we don't kind of sit back and take stock till the end of January. So I'm kind of preparing now for January in terms of, just the classes with my online classes, what's happening with the gyms. But, but that's the thing, you're play, you're, I love the fact because it just says so much about you and the type of person you are. Like you are playing a blinder with Lift by Leanne and it's going so well. I'm like, excited yeah. about it. It's it's so weird. It just happened so organically nearly. And um, when the lockdown happened, I was just like, I just have to do something to show people that even if they move for 20, 30 minutes, they'll feel great and it'll be less of a, a burden on their day at the moment when none of us knew what to expect. You're going to be at home for who God knows how long. So I said, that's what I'll do. So I started doing workouts on Instagram. Um, loved doing them Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. I think by the end of the lockdown, we'd done about 50 of them together. Um, and Yourself then, and your friend Siobhan. Yeah, so yeah, Siobhan came and, she came and stayed with me for a month because, uh, well, she came home from Bali and isolated for two weeks and then she came and stayed with us for a month. And I swear to God, it was so random because on Valentine's Day, I'd flown to Paris with Dave. You remember when we could travel? Wow. And um, <laughs> Siobhan had flown from, she was, she was on holidays, I think, in Mexico and she'd flown back to Dublin and she was going off to Bali. And I was saying to Dave, I don't know when I'm going to see her again. Yeah. And literally a month later, she's living with me. <laughs> so it was random. Brilliant. But it was grey crack. We yeah. had such a ball. She's actually more like Dave than she is like me. So the two of them had a ball. So they're just <laughs> gas crack all together. Um, and uh, and yes, yeah, so we, we started doing those workouts. Um, and then... Um, well, and then I finished them because we we opened up the gyms and the amount of people that got in touch and said, I'd really love if you could continue them. And I just didn't think it was possible. I was like, all of the unknown. How do you stream it? How do you run the music? What do you use for the microphone? What do you use for this, that, the other? Everything was just so alien to me. Um, and I just started to piece the piece, piece the bits together again. My friend Richard, who I've mentioned, is amazing with all that kind of stuff. And he was just, this is what you need to do and helped me out with it. And I think we launched it at the start of October and I, I only had a certain amount of spaces kind of opened for it. And it literally hit that on the first night and I was just gobsmacked. I was like, OK, did not expect that at all. So here we are just two months down the line now and I love it. Like there's a couple of things I wanted to do before now, but lockdown has prevented it. But we'll start getting those things in place now, hopefully for January and and keep it going, um, hopefully. Um, and and yeah, and it's 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 just it's it's a natural um, thing on to go gym, because when we opened up the gyms a few years back, classes like that were a part of every day so I was teaching them every day and I it's my favorite part of the job is teaching the classes yeah like the paperwork I can leave for days I hate paperwork <laughs> and all the business side of it is just like oh but the classes for me it's just so much fun love that people have to leave you feeling good yeah. like 
they there's just generally never a time where you can not exercise and not feel good afterwards it's just a natural thing so it's it's pretty much the best job in the world um so yeah it's been incredible that that was such a natural progression this year and just kind of happened out of nowhere I was not planning on it happening this year as I said I had the name two years ago but I didn't know what it was Mm. and then suddenly it became um suddenly it became this this year so again 2020 I just I am really grateful for this year I really am and that's just the wackiest thing to say but um it's given me all these little things that we've really just like seized with both hands and been like, yep, I'll take that. <laughs> it's, it's bringing to mind Brené Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection in the sense yes, that I've has read been, that book this year. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> yes. But like we have had an imperfect year, but sure, mm-hmm. nothing is perfect anyway. But no. there's always something to be taken, something good, a learning from a tough experience. Yeah. And you've obviously been just soaking up the learning. So um, I'm really inspired by you. And thank you for being so open and honest during our chat. I know that that um, thank you. That probably wasn't easy, but uh, I love chatting with you. You're amazing. I love it. Right back at you. Like I said, I, I, I really right now, this moment, I really am very content and very happy. And I couldn't ask for more than that. I'm delighted for you. Oh, you're a gorgeous person. Thank you, Dose. So, so much. If you want to join Leanne's brilliant online community, simply click on leannemore.ie to sign up. And if you enjoyed our conversation, please show your support by clicking follow, giving a rating and leaving a little comment. I'd be so grateful. This episode of Ready To Be Real Conversations was brought to you in partnership with Dr. Coys, who offer tasty nutritional chocolate and a range of free from cooking ingredients. 